Okay, I'm Tom Kranz, Assistant Administrator at NIP. This is my metaphor for NIP. Basically, NIP is a wheeled city. We travel around the landscape visiting stationary cities and building big, new, impressive buildings to go into their stationary cities. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm one of the co-founders of New Information Paradigms. Um, this is a metaphor I put together for our company. As you can see, there's a mountain stream meant to be the kind of the ideas that people get. And you can see there's some uh, little bits joining in here. These are our partners or our, or our customers, people we work with. NIP employees are used to approaching problems using both verbal and visual metaphors. But it wasn't always like that. Um, I was approached by a director who said what we want to do is to be able to, to build group metaphors so that we have a common understanding of who we are and we can effectively explain that to other people. I was very excited about doing this work. But coming down here, I thought, you know, this is an all-male company um, with marketers and programmers. And I was concerned when I first arrived because I'm younger than most of the people here. I'm certainly a young to be coming into a, a company as a consultant. I'm pregnant, so they've watched since October. They've watched me get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I kept thinking, you know, what are they going to think I think I am? What are they going to make of this stuff that I do, which is fairly nuts, and getting them to make images, getting them to draw things. I've got this huge box of crayons for them to draw the metaphors. What are they going to think of me? For, for me, it was, it was, I mean, initially it was like, oh, cool, we get to play with crayons at work. But when I sort of was first presented this, I sort of thought of it as just about abject horror, because the idea of having to draw strange diagrams that don't really mean anything seemed too remote and too unattached to what I do. I was really quite surprised when I got into it, how easy it is. I'd say probably by about my sixth day here, then what I found was that most people, I'd say by then 80% of the members of the company, found it a very useful tool. What they, and what was great for me was that they were finding uses for it that I had no idea were going to happen. Today they're going to develop a group metaphor. They need to be able to explain simply to their customers the complex technical implications of choosing between two different IT operating systems. One system is currently perceived as the safe mainstream option, but may have some disadvantages. The other system is less well known, but NIP would like their customers to consider using it. That's from a technical thing. We might be that we choose to put in something that's concerning the sort of technology versus the marketing. The group starts with a general, fairly technical discussion of the issue. Gradually, the language becomes more figurative as ideas for metaphors get thrown in and are weighed up by the group. Let's just have a try and have a review of some of the words that have been thrown. Up mm. to see if this is talking about. We've said about David and Goliath, we've said about the um, getting sucked into something. And finally, someone comes up with a metaphor that can encompass everyone's thoughts so far. One of two cities. Um, one of the cities is very inviting on the outside, lots of people live there. Mm. There's a very organised central government. Once you actually move in, you find it's like a really bad neighbourhood. You know, the, the buildings are run down, they look nice on the outside, but you get in and, you know, the lifts aren't like working. Like communism or something, you know, everyone thinks they want to live there and, and there's lots of propaganda, it's all very nice and so on, but the reality of it is the buildings are falling down, nothing's been maintained in ages. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And the other city tends to be a, a fairly open-plan sort of place. It may be more plain, it may be not as attractive, but once you get there, you see that it's actually quite a nice place to live. There are this parks, sucks. there are trees, there are... There are uh, there's a city hall where you can go in and just discuss issues with all the other residents. There's no 
real council or anything like that mm. and and that for me provides the elements of well you know safety in one city because there's a central body that's in control and everyone knows their place and the other yeah. one can be quite a frightening place to live for some people simply because you know if, if their rubbish doesn't get taken away they've got no one to shout at they have to take it away themselves well, let's check. Is, there, is anybody if hearing what Tom said is there any aspect of what we've been speaking about or that comes up that isn't quite covered by that or some other alternative to way of looking at it from two cities? When everyone's satisfied with the scope of the chosen metaphor, it's time to start drawing or mapping it. That city, very impressive, very big buildings, but it's always overcast, it's always rainy, and when you get down to the street level, it's a bit of a mess, basically. Mm -hmm. that's, that's this city. The other one, not so impressive buildings, they're all quite small. You might look at it and go, well, you know, it's... It's a bit of a naff place to live, really. Lots of small buildings. There's a, a sort of meeting hall in there where there's very noisy meetings where people get together. They've said that their meetings are shorter, that they arrive at a common understanding quicker. For example, if they get together and they want to make a project, they want to decide whether or not to go ahead with a project, they can they find a metaphor for it, and then they check in between each other and the metaphor. Are we all, do we all think the same sort of information's here? And that's very much why mapping the metaphors is so important. For example, if there's five people and have all been talking about a metaphor and then one of them goes off and maps it, if for two people that absolutely doesn't fit, then you've got to, it's another way of checking in that the information's shared. Okay, you mentioned about the rain. It would, it would help me to see the weather in these two cities because it's, it's missing from the diagrams at the moment, but this whole idea of it being dark and overcast and, and rainy. So it, it would help if, uh, from my point of view, of seeing what, what we're speaking about here, if there was weather on the, on the diagrams. Okay. Um, okay these and another one is move, having it really done two-dimensionally is another perspective on the information. <laughs> so that, again, stuff can just pop out of it. And many's the time when they, once they've drawn it up and they go, well, hang on a minute, there's a river here. How do people get across the river? And they go, my, there it is, there's the problem. Uh, what, what about if people were up in the mountains and coming down for some reason and, there's, and there's they a have choice a choice? Which city to go to? Yeah, and it's obvious that there's so a crowd of unthinking in, people like going into the, yeah. Well, people are coming down like this and, and there are two cities and they can make a choice and they're quite close to each other. The mountain idea had the water flowing in the other direction. No, 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 it didn't have water flowing there. No, no. If, if I, right, I, I had that th there are some mountains up here somewhere, uh -huh. and people are coming down the mountain, or coming down from the mountain to okay. go and live in a city. So nothing to do with the water. And nothing to do with the water. No, and they have a choice about which city they go and live in. Okay. Or something like that. So yeah. So you know, um, uh, can I have orange people? Is that all right? Yeah. 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 Right now I look at that and I go, well, obviously that's dark and that's great, and I want to know. I want, if you're going to explain this to me, that it's that there's other things afoot, I want to know how I got bamboozled in the first place. Okay, well, because what would happen is that when you come down from the mountains, you don't see the lemmings falling off the other side, for example. What lemmings? We haven't got any lemmings. Get your lemmings in there. In there. Got no lemmings on there. Can we, we have some lemmings, Tom? <laughs> Where do you want your lemmings? How, how do you want to visualise that? I mean, say, well, we have a cliff and people falling off, but it's not the where. Well, for me, to the bottom right, because what's happening is that the people who are approaching the city only see the see the big city. It's not until they get there, they see what it's like to live in, and yeah. the consequences of the road that they're taking will lead them to the other side and off the cliff. So, the bottom right of the of the dark city, there's a cliff with a pile of yeah. bodies and or whatever. So, you're looking at something sort of there. Let's give a sort of sense of it being a cliff, really. 
Yeah. A bottomless cliff. <laughs> and. <laughs> At the end of the session, Caitlin asked the group how they would use their metaphor. If I walk into a customer site or something and I'm talking to someone at board level, um, I am a technical person, I will use technical language and it will, will bounce off them, it will go over their head. They'll just sit there and go, well, what do I care? You know, give me the bottom business line. But using a metaphor, I can say, you know, what would it feel like? What, what would happen if, if you were in that sort of space? And they can use their emotions and really get to the real underlying reasons why something is the way it is. Well, the solution far is more objectively. It's very emotional to them. So taking away the rain clouds could be a really sort of, you know, completely reorganised department of fire half of them or something. Mm. Uh, if you said that to them, they'd immediately go, well, I can't do that. But if you say, well, take away the rain clouds, they well, yeah, take, no rain clouds, nice and dry, that's good, you know, and then go back into the real world. They take it out to customers and they use it as a vehicle for explaining to customers vast amounts of technical detail in a way that they can understand. And further from that, they've started then actually using the questions to encourage their customers to create metaphors themselves to help them get information back. Whatever they say is always very informative because it, it's, it's something that points out whether they're empathising with this or whether there's some sort of gap. And if there is a gap, they will say it in terms which are, are profoundly revealing about now, I think that's extraordinary. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect this group to to take on the language in such a way that they could then teach other people to do it. I mean, that's, I think that's wonderful that they've taken on like that. During the feedback session, Caitlin also asked them how it felt to build a shared metaphor. If, if someone added modifications to something I wrote, that would be them sort of correcting me, as it were, whereas this, we all pile in together and build the city together, as it were, and that's a, a more constructive and, and quicker. For me, um, it engages at a level where, you, where you, you start to understand the important attributes that aren't described if you just choose words finally. And, and so the whole thing takes on some sort of shared space about what you're mm. talking about. It's a shared area where we can, we can all contribute and nobody feels defensive about it and we all feel we can add to it.